bringing to you the stories that have never been told, the news that has yet to unfold, and the voices you have not heard. This is the Caribbean Cannabis Channel, where we meditate and educate on all things ganja within the Caribbean region, with your host, Prophet Nati. Bless me everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Caribbean Cannabis Channel. And you know, each episode we always bring something different for you, different guests, a different energy, and obviously a different topic. Like as I would have been mentioned to you already starting, we're trying to get the different areas and the different pillars that actually holding up the cannabis industry, not just in the region, but also we have a diaspora. We have international listeners and international guests. And Today, we're doing a treat because we know one of the main pillars and a lot of things our person is actually interested in is the plant and how the plant grows, how you interact with the plant. And I have here, he, he's an excellent grower. I haven't tasted his buds as yet, but just from seeing the, the passion that he highlights from his bud and his growing on Instagram, I'm sure that he'll definitely be able to bring us into his grow tent, though we may not necessarily be physically there. So just let me welcome my brother from ICAM THC, Matt. How are you? How are you doing, Matt? I'm good, man. I'm good. Thanks a lot for that introduction, bro. It's awesome. It's awesome to kick it with you as well, man. I think we got a lot in common, so I'm excited. I'm excited, bro. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a minute since we've been like following each other on, on social media, looking at each other's work. And I remember the first time actually when I followed you that I was just seeing your your plants showed up on my explore page, I think, and I was like. Damn, this man, but it's fresh. And I started looking more into the page. I see that he's actually, you know, growing and his buds, buds find the turps. He's talking about the turps. He's talking about the cannabinoids. He's talking about all different aspects of it. But currently, before we actually get into that, we always love to share with our guests where we are joining them from. Currently, I'm in Turks and Caicos um, Basin. But, but where are you joining us from today, Matt? Uh, today I'm in Colorado, so I'm actually kicking it out in Colorado, but uh, earlier this year I was actually living out in the Caribbean, so I'm actually from Trinidad and Tobago, so bit, a little bit of a change in terms of growing environment, but uh, nonetheless, it's still pretty dope. <laughs> That's true, yeah, yeah, and probably like what we would say, one of the epicenters of cannabis in, in America, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. I think that's a great place to actually start. You you said you came from the Caribbean, you were in Trinidad, big up Trinidad, you know, all the changes that doing it big outside of Trinidad. But what was the what was the experience going from Trinidad to Denver and experience in the cannabis industry there? Uh, it was different. It was completely different, man. As you would probably know, Trinidad legalized, well, decriminalized pretty recently. Uh so in that sense. Uh, I was able to get a little bit of a, a kickstart before I actually came out here. So uh, I was able to, you know, grow a couple of plants, you know, just see how things went. And that's where I started to, you know, just realize like maybe I can I can do something a little bigger, you know, maybe I can I can dream big, you know, just got to dream big. And then uh, we flew out, we came out here because my wife is actually from the U.S., uh, so we came out here and I was like, you know, I, I always wanted to go back out because I lived in the UK for a little bit uh, for about five years. I lived in, in Manchester and Southampton. So I always wanted to fly back out at some point, you know, and just experience things again. And, you know, may, you, you got one life to live, dude. So I pretty much was like, OK, fuck it. I booked a one way flight and flew out, man. And my wife and I flew out here and uh, it's completely different, man. When it comes to like just the the whole 
kind of seen compared to uh, Trinidad and the Caribbean is completely different. If we're even talking the growing scene, it's also completely different environments, completely different. So it's a lot, a lot of differences. Uh, but there were things that I were able to take across that just helped me, you know, develop as I, I go along this journey, you know. So it's so far so good, man. So far so good. Yeah, that's that's a positive mindset to have, man. You just say, you know what? I started in Trinidad, but who says the sky is the limit? I want to go beyond the sky as well and just continue doing your thing. And I'm not too sure where you would have started, but what was the inspiration be behind that? Um, well, good question, bro. I actually grew my first plant, like first cannabis plant out in the UK. It was a completely uh Illegal grow, you know, you know, you're not supposed to be doing that out there at all. But I, I took a little bit of a chance, man, and I, I grew it in a closet and I grew a whole plant seed all the way to flower and everything. Uh, I had two and one of them turned out to be a male. So that in itself was like a learning curve for me, you know, learning about this male plant and pollen and all that stuff. But I literally just grew that, that had that one run. And then I stopped. Uh, I flew back to Trinidad after I finished my schooling and whatever, man. And uh, I just did not grow anything, man. I did not grow any plants because, you know, it's super legal. It was super legal for a while to grow plants and stuff until they decriminalize. And uh, before that, I always grew like regular plants. You know, I was interested in stuff and my mom is in the garden and stuff. She would uh, take me out and we'll be transplanting little plants into small holes. And, you know, I just like to see those those stuff. So it always interested me. But when it came to like the medicinal plants, it like just sort of took off, man. It was a whole nother ball Next game. Level. So, yeah, literally, man. And and what was a big part of it for me, for me, uh, just was the amount of money that I can save, you know, learning to be self-sufficient. That was a big thing for me, man, because I was finding myself spending a lot of money out there, you know, living out in the Caribbean, man. You got to spend a lot of money on, on, on like, to get exotic flower, to get some, uh, what we would call high grade, you know, or to get some kush, you know, some loud. But it, a lot of the time that was being imported, being brought in. So you got to pay top dollar and that can really hurt the pocket, man. So a lot of the times I'd find myself, you know, smoking a good old creepy, some colo, mixing that out with some loud or something, man. And, you know, throw it in a roll on and you're good to go. But uh, after that, I was like, you know, this is not really sufficient. You know, uh, they said we can grow now. We can grow for our plants. Like, why am I still buying the shit, bro? So I got to <laughs> I gotta figure out, you know, so I just took a chance and I grew some plants, man. And, you know, that's that's how it all started, man. I'm seeing linkages that's happening. But first of all, I'm just say there's no shame to you and no one who is possibly growing illegally. We've all been there. I mean, most of us who actually support legalization and have the right to do so now, at one point in time, it was it was illegal. So much respect to you, man. We all we all had to come from somewhere. And seeing, I saw you you have that connection to growing through your mother and gardening, and you were able to actually take that 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 passion, so to speak, and tie it into cannabis. It, it's inspirational because um a lot of conversations I have, persons think that they need to come from some education in cannabis to actually start growing or start extraction. But really and truly, when you look at it, cannabis is, is nature. And it's, it encompasses so many different aspects of our regular day-to-day life that we don't need necessarily need to separate the two. But we can bring them, bring them together. And it's great that you were able to, to do that. So in terms of growing in Denver now, now a lot of people think that Denver is a free-for-all free land, so to speak. But what is the actual... What's actually happening on the ground in Denver compared to what we may be seeing um, on on the media? Yeah, uh, it's it's really 
eye-opening, man. There, there are a lot of uh, a lot of dispose, as you can imagine, a lot of flour, a lot of extracts, a lot of concentrates. All that stuff is everywhere. But there are also a lot of laws. You gotta follow the laws. You gotta stick by it. So it's not really a free for all, so to speak. You know, you really gotta you gotta pay attention to the laws. You can't. Uh, you got the plant counts if you're growing. Uh, even if you're just buying at the dispo, uh, you can only get one ounce a day legally. Uh, so you can't go in there and uh, get like an ounce of flour and some gummies and some distillate. Uh, they'll be like, no, you can only get the ounce of flour, you know. Oh, uh, and okay. they're really pretty strict as well. So if you come in there, like I, I go in there with my, my, my wife or I go in there with a friend, uh, they're like, you know, you can't swap any money in there. You know, you got to literally have your own cash. You go to an ATM, you get your own cash. Uh, you can't take out and, you know, exchange money. No one can be like, yo, bless me a 15 bucks, yo. And uh, I'm gonna hit you back after. You can't do that in there. They're really strict about wow. that. So there's some little small things that you know you 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 sort of notice, and you just gotta align yourself with. But it's it's really nice, man. It's a it's one of the first states that actually uh, went legal in the U.S. over here. Uh, so they're one of the pioneers, so to speak, of the the can industry. They've been at it a long time. I uh, went out to a couple events and stuff. That was awesome. But just because they've been at it for such a long time, there's a lot of. Uh, uh, competition. There's a lot of diversity. There's a lot of dispensaries and stuff. Uh, so you can get stuff at really competitive prices. You know, there's literally billboards, dude. Like I was at a fast food drive through recently and there was a billboard up there and it's like uh, $59, $49 ounces, you know, cheaper than gas. <laughs> so it's, it's really just very like out there and they don't hide it they're not ashamed of it uh they they make revenue from it they appreciate it as a business as an industry and it's really booming so it's it's really great to see man and in comparison to some other states have went to that have more recently legalized they've just not got as many dispensaries there's not got as many uh laws put in places yet to properly regulate it so you can find yourself paying like 80 us dollars for 3.5 you know out in chicago whereas here in colorado i can get like an, an ounce for 50 bucks you know so it's a, it's a bit of a difference <laughs> you're hearing the disparity some of us probably like trying to wrap our heads around the price because like right we shot our right now in terms of like buying a three five, I'm going to be paying close to fifty dollars. So that's US, by the way. I'm going yeah. to be paying fifty dollars for a three five, and here you're getting an an ounce for like fifty dollars. I'm sure it's it may not be the most high quality, but but just it's I'm sure it will be higher than what we receive in here. So yeah, yeah it definitely sounds stuff. like a, a a cannabis world for for the lovers, man. Now how see that's how you're growing. How how does growing actually work in in Denver, Colorado for for you? Uh, well, in all of the different areas, they got different, uh, different like laws, you know, so different states have different laws, different, uh, places within those states, you got to abide by different laws and stuff. Uh, so here where we're at is pretty similar in that you got like uh, a max plant count and you, you can grow indoors, you can grow outdoors, but if you're growing outdoors, you want to make sure that, you know, you got it fenced off and that sort of stuff. But mm -hmm. just in terms of environment, I think that that was probably the biggest difference for me. So, a lot of the times in the Caribbean, things are super humid. Uh, you probably know, man. You know, you lived out there. You would see like a lot of uh, bud rot. That's a common problem out there. A lot of people get bud yeah. rot. Uh, it's a lot of the moisture in the air and the humidity that causes that. So when I was growing out in the Caribbean, I had to run my AC 24-7. I had to have a big-ass dehumidifier draining straight outdoors, you know, like into a big-ass bucket. It was just a lot, you know, just to keep that humidity down and avoid some of those issues. But up here... 
uh, is super dry, bro. So whereas I was kicking it at like 75% RH in the Caribbean, uh, here it's, you can get it at 30% RH. So it's a complete difference, man. So for me, when I started off with my seedlings and stuff, that was a bit of a learning curve. I lost a lot more seedlings here than I did in the Caribbean. Just because of that humidity, you got to always keep a dome on. You got to spray it a lot more. Uh, you just can't take a little bit of those liberties that you would take. You know, uh, before I would just pop the seedlings into a bedroom and they'll sprout and they'll grow, you know. But here, you got to really pay attention to it, man. That shit dries out super quick. Uh, the water literally gets extracted from the soil, dude. Like, I'm watering daily at points, you know. So that that's a little bit of a difference. And also the temperature, man. So it's a little bit colder, as you can imagine. Uh, and, and that's something that I found has really brought out some nice colors. Now that we're heading into winter again, I'm seeing some nice colors on some slurricane that I've got coming out that I was not seeing in in uh, summer. Uh, so that's pretty cool. You know, just the changes, the colder temperatures bring out those nice colors. So it's, it's pretty, pretty cool to see. And I still got a long way to go. <laughs> Yeah, great. That's, that's great to hear, man. But are you so, is that meaning that you're growing mainly outdoors right now or you do both indoors and outdoor? No, I'm I'm indoor. Uh, I'm not growing outdoor. Uh, I, I just, I'm not, I'm, I just don't got the belly for it, man. And outdoors there, I, I know I got a lot of pests outdoors as well. I have a rose bush out there with spider mites. Uh, they got fucking all sorts of stuff, dude. So I literally brought in some, uh, beneficial insects, a bunch of ladybugs and shit and set them free on the rose bush. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not playing with those insects, bro. I'm not playing. <laughs> From, I remember when I actually grew my first four plants after the decriminalization law passed. And yo, know, I'm not too sure how it's how it's across there, but like as my buds, I mean my buds, my plants pass seed that stage and it reach vegetative state, like the pests just came out of from nowhere and like trying to control it at that point. Yeah, it it was it was crazy. So I'm I'm not too sure how the pests uh, work out there as well. Yeah, they're pretty wild, man. You got a lot of different ones. Like uh, back back home, I would see a lot of leaf miners, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. But they're they're the ones that spider you would. Mites. Yeah, spider mites a lot too. We get a lot of spiders up here in general. So spider mites, they, we, they that just carries on, I sort of think. But we also get like some of the fungus gnats. That's a real problem. So I got some fungus gnats indoors. Since then, I'm battling that shit. So you're probably seeing like some of my Instagram pictures, a layer of perlite over top. That's just to sort of combat those fungus gnats that like to lay eggs in that moisture. Uh, medium you know so i'm still learning as i go dude but i'm really trying to stay away from those uh pests and bugs and stuff and preventative maintenance is like big for that so i'm just in there every day you know spraying down doing a little something and just trying to make sure everything's clean and and staying away from the outdoors <laughs> and i see now so you're talking about things that you are learning things that you are learning to stay away from what are some of the major lessons that you learned so far just dealing with the plant itself Oh man, patience, patience, bro. Patience is a big one, dude. Uh, I've I've done a lot of stuff. I fucked up a lot just by being impatient, you know. Um, and patience can come in a lot of different forms. So I'm talking. Uh, your plants are growing fine. You want them to grow a little bit faster, so you feed them a little bit more. Bam, overfeeding. You know, you don't you don't need to overfeed them if they're growing fine. A lot of the times, like you mentioned earlier in the show, man, these plants have been growing for a long time without human intervention. They've been growing a lot of plants, a lot of different plants, not even just, you know, medicinal plants, a lot of different plants. They grow naturally and they figured out a way to make it work. So the less you do sometimes is the better for the plant. And I've learned that the hard way. So be patient. Don't overfeed it. You know, don't overwater it. Uh, my first plant I grew was a small autoflower in a massive, massive pot, you know, 
think of things like relative, you know, big, big, big pot may not always be the greatest for a small autoflower, you know, little stuff like that. So uh, patience comes in a lot, even like, you know, when you want to harvest, man, I've, I've flipped things to flower too early. I've harvested too early. And, you know, you, you sort of shoot yourself in the foot. The bud does not come out as nice as it could have. You could have left it for a couple of weeks longer. Uh, they swell up a little bit more. Uh, even when you flip to flower too early, just being impatient. I want to get some flowers. I want to get some buds. Uh, your plant has not achieved the structure that I want it to achieve, but I want I want flowers, man. So I'm flipping. And when I flip, I'm like, damn, well, this is a pretty small plant. So now I've wasted like three months on this process when I could have waited a little bit longer and veg, gotten a bigger plant, and my flower lasts me longer after harvest. You know, I don't gotta hit the dispo, I don't gotta hit the block, I don't gotta buy weed from anyone. You know, I can I got my own self-sufficient shit still running. So uh, a lot of it is patience, man. It comes down to patience and you learn a lot, man. Your first grow may not be the easiest. Uh, it may not be the best. It may be the worst. My first grow, I, I harvested seven grams, bro. Seven grams. And a- <laughs> after like drying, it was probably even less than that, bro. So uh, yeah, you know, you, you don't do good the first time, but just keep on growing and you'll get better at it. And don't let anyone bring you down, man. Just keep on growing. That's some solid words, man. Patience and and keeping on your own your own focus yeah. really and truly if you continuously thinking about what the next person is doing how much as you say if you want to flip it and make money back from it you are doing yourself at the service and you also do the plant at the service yeah. because you're not allowing it to reach its full potential and as you said sometimes doing less is better than doing more so it's all about learning learning the plant because my first grow was was terrible yeah, my first grow was terrible. See. My second grow, it was it was better. It was better. Probably not the, the greatest. It what well, it could have been, yeah. but it definitely was better. But I I learned a lot about the plant, about patience, and just allowing it to be. You know, just allowing the plant to be. And when you finish grow and you actually consume your product, I don't. I'm not too sure about you, but it's a whole different feeling, a whole different experience. You get. Compared to going in the dispensary or buying yeah. from the block and these different things, man. Yeah, I prefer my my own homegrown. And you mentioned something as well, like uh, you see a lot of people, you know, posting pictures and stuff on Instagram. Don't let any of that stuff bring you down, man. I was kicking it with Beast Beast Coast Grower recently, and he was talking about that same thing as well, man. A lot of pictures out here, people don't know, they're heavily edited, man. So you looking at this, you're like, why why can't I grow this great flower? Why why do my plants look like shit, bro? But a lot of the times your plants aren't shit. You just got to keep growing, and those pics are heavily edited. So don't worry about it, and don't let it bring you down. Oh, man just keep going keep on growing exactly exactly it's, it's all about the patience and holding your own because instagram is a liar as we as we <laughs> all know everybody's all about the bag appeal but when you actually open the bag in you're not getting any of the tips you're not getting the kick that you may be looking for Literally. so yeah don't don't get caught up with where it looks my people so you grow simply for yourself or you also supply to other um growers like yourself or persons who yeah no i just pretty much grow grow for my personal consumption uh i don't you know i don't grow for anyone else i don't sell i don't i'm not a caretaker uh i don't supply dispensaries or anything like that uh a lot of what i do is you know um you know home grows uh and i do a lot of you know sort of stuff on the i can thc channel and the talking law podcast so we got a lot of a lot of guests on there uh and we got a lot of um 
the videos that we post, you know, with our grows, all the mistakes that I've made. You know, I try to help other people not make those same mistakes because like we mentioned, the patients, don't overwater your shit. Don't overfeed it. Recently, I overfed my plants. So I just posted a video on there and this is how overfed plants look. Uh, and it literally died within a couple of days. So that's like a little bit of a, a reminder to people, you know, go a little bit easier, you know, don't go too hard, you know. So um, that's that's pretty much what I do. I don't grow for uh, anyone else except myself and, you know, just to support uh, my, my wife, my family and stuff. Awesome, awesome. So in terms of the division for, for ICANN TC, right now you're growing for yourself and you're learning the process. What are some of the things that you, you hope to see for, for the ICANN TC brand in, in years to come or a couple of months after this? Um, well... I'm just excited to see where we go, man. We recently crossed 30,000 subscribers on YouTube. So that was a big achievement. Uh, Thanks, man. Appreciate it. So we've been doing pretty good on there. You know, uh, today we had the 40th episode of the Talking Loud podcast. Uh, So that's 40 episodes deep. Uh, we're making a lot of, uh, of of good moves, man. So I'm just excited to see where it goes. Uh, I, I I just my main goal, dude, honestly, is just to help as much people as I can in the community because the community is such a great community, man. It's a it's an understanding community. It's a supportive community. Don't get me wrong, there are haters in the community, but that's with every community. So you know, you just gotta take the support and you know, roll with it, man. And that's that's literally what I'm doing. And I always try to give back. I always try to uh, you know just share from the knowledge, share from my experiences and stuff, and and I think that that's what people sort of appreciate. So as long as I can give the content and people want to get it, then, you know, I'm going to be here, man. I'm going to be here provided. You know, you don't hear a lot of people um, say that. And like when I tell people the same, same explanation that you just give, a lot of people, they're confused or they may tell me that go out for more. But sometimes your, your enjoyment is from the interaction, from learning and teaching others about your mistakes and what, what, could, what they could do. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's not always about you, but it's always about building the community. And that's one thing I love about this community as well. It's, it's all about building and togetherness. But yeah, there will always be haters, but we tend not to focus on, on the negativity. We are focusing on the positive vibes and looking to build, build with other people, man. That's all what it's all about. Hell yeah. And I've met, I've met a lot of people, you know, just online, you know, like, you know, just like mm. yourself, man, like we bounced up on Instagram, dude. And I've met a yes. lot of other people yes. out here and, you know, they've become my friends. They've become my homies, you know, uh, kicking with the dude grows guys, you know, just a couple of days ago. And, you know, just being able to build these relationships with people in the community, it's, it's fucking awesome, man. Honestly, it's dope, you know? So I, I just hope that that's, that's what I keep doing. Cause people say it's all about the money. You're doing it for the money, but like people need to understand as well, YouTube, advertisers they don't like cannabis content they don't like cannabis channels they they don't run ads on your channel they demonetize your channel we don't get paid from youtube you know so people think that it's all about the money well it's actually not i just keep doing it because i love the community man there's a lot of support we get from the community and we've been having a a blast doing it so far so that's why i just keep doing it you know because instagram i believe instagram doesn't push my yeah, your content youtube wouldn't push your content and i remember a couple of years ago um, a lot of the persons that i used to watch on youtube they said that youtube took down most of their content regarding cannabis and even now there's still so many policies and laws in place on these social media apps that you can't say the word you have to use different language and, and to me I, I think it's limiting us as creators because whether you're growing the plant you're a critique of it you are creative and you're you're trying to tap into to nature itself. Yeah, and I agree. It's a medicine. So when you do this, you are preventing people from getting the help that they that they actually need. But 
you know, it's, 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 a, it's a big pharmacy industry, so they will obviously try to protect their own interests. And that's why we need to stick together as a community and help each other build and help each other grow, man. Yeah, so so as you talking about assisting others, do you plan on doing um, possibly a growing course or doing anything of this sort, or you're just focusing right now on, on your channel and using that as a platform for, for providing the education? Uh, that's a great question, man. I did It did cross my mind, you know, but there's so much free information out here. So what I try to do is give a lot of the, the growers free accessible content. And there's no one or right, right or wrong way to grow a plant. You know, there's a lot of different ways you can grow it. Some people grow organic, some people grow synthetic, DWC, uh, RDWC, some people do ebb and flow, some people just have sip buckets. Like, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you can grow. So when you really break it down, uh, uh, people will adopt their own spin on different techniques and make it their own, you know? So what I try to do is bring a plethora of information just so that people could get different tips, different tricks from a lot of different people, including myself. And they can say, how can I use that in my grow? Because a lot of different people have different environments. And what may work for me, I may hang the plant up, cut it down by the stalk, hang it up completely whole. That may not work for someone in a super humid environment. They may have to cut it into smaller smaller buds you know so there's just a lot of differences but one thing that i do love man and you did mention it a little bit before is that when people come to you and they say man like i've grown my first plant you know seed to harvest and i've finally harvested and i've had some awesome flower man thank you matt like you helped me through that whole friggin harvest or they come and they say you know i've i've learned how to grow my plant and i'm a medicinal user i'm recovering from cancer and it's really helped me you know just to be sustainable and all those stuff man that 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 to me means a lot more than, you know, just, you know, anything else, man. That means just a lot to me. So those little things really go a long way. And it shows that there are benefits to the plant. You know, a lot of the the folks out here, they they demonize it for whatever reason. They they hate on it, you know, reefer madness back in the day and all that. Whatever it is, bro. They 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 got an agenda against it. And even I've heard recently like the, the whole drag why people are waiting on decriminalizing it fully in the US is, you know, because people want to get their stuff their stuff in order you know so people can do what they need to do and whatever so uh it's it's always like a gimmick or something but once you just strip all that away and you understand how beautiful the plant is the benefits that you can get and the great things that you can do i think that it's fucking amazing dude so that's 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 it for me right there that's the, those things really make me feel good at night you know yeah man i i'm hearing your passion and your passion is always flowing into me and i hope it's flowing into the listeners as well who knows we might get a, somebody trying their first grow after so somebody saying you know what let me actually give cannabis a try and see see the benefits there let me do some more reading some more understanding because these two men cannot be so passionate about something that's bad for them so <laughs> i definitely need to find out what's what's making them so so passionate and what's making them so happy about it yeah yeah so I, I thank you for sharing that, that little piece, man. Hell yeah. So in terms of we talking about our love and our passion, what what are probably some of the your most favorite strains that you have grown so far? Uh, if you could name them. Good good question. Uh, I've grown a couple ones that have stuck close to me and one of them was actually a recent one called the Slippery Suzanne. That's by Exotic Genetics. Uh, that one has been nice. I've been smoking on that one recently, so that's one that's fresh in my mind. But some of the older ones that I really did enjoy was like the Sugar Cane from In-House Genetics. Uh, that was a, a really nice one. And then I've done the OMFG from Qualitrips, and that one it was also a fucking banger. So I think those three are probably my top three. Um, and 
I've only one out of those three I got right now that I'm actually sampling still is the Slippery Suzanne. All the other ones are finished, and I'm I'm wishing I still had them. <laughs> what what are what are like the main essentials that you would advise somebody who may decide to take up their first growing um, after this this episode? Like. Uh, most important thing is just to, I would say, just to make the decision that you're going to do it, man. If you, if you make the decision, you're going to do it and you can, you know, just put in the time and it's not even that much time, but just make the commitment to do it. Uh, that's the first step. The next step would be to, to, you know, dedicate a little space, whether it's, you know, buying a grow tent, creating your own grow tent. When I was living in Trinidad, I created a grow tent out of PVC and roofing insulation, zip ties. Uh, and I had my own grow tent, man, you know, easy does it. And it could be simple as that. If you got an old closet, you can just throw a light in there. So the light will be the next thing. That's super important. Uh, that's probably the most important thing. Uh, a lot of people, you know, living out in the Caribbean and stuff, it can be difficult to get lights. Uh, like even when I was getting lights in, when I was living out there, uh, the customs charge would be more than the friggin' light, you know, like customs would, would crazy. yeah, like yeah, even air post, man, they would wood me, bro. So I, I was like, okay, here's what's going on. Um, I need to figure out ways that I can get like effective lights uh, uh, and ones that are not big, heavy fixtures, you know, because I'm shipping them in. And a lot of people who are listening to the show may be based in the Caribbean, so maybe facing that same problem. So it's all nice and well to say, get a good light. But, you know, I would say look for certain things with your light. So look for... um an external dimmer that's always useful that way you can turn the brightness up and down so when you're in veg you can turn it down and when you're in flower you can turn it up a little bit if your plants are getting too tall you can also turn it down a little bit there are a lot of benefits when it comes to that and you also want something that's full spectrum so when my first grow light was one of the blurple grow lights you know and then i had um some of the hids you know those big bulbs the cmh light style lights but there are a lot of more led lights that now available that run super cool. They are very light and you can get them for good prices. So I would say look for something that's full spectrum that emits like that white light. Uh, and that's a lot better for your eyes and for the plants uh, as well. So uh, those are probably the main things. Uh, as you go on a little later on, you may want to pick up something like an inline fan, uh, an exhaust filter carbon setup uh, that'll sort of help scrub the air and keep the air clean and nice it also helps recirculate the air uh, and keep any pests from forming any mold or mildew from forming as well if you guys are out in the caribbean it's probably super humid so that's always a good idea that helped me to cut my humidity in the tent by about 20 30 percent i ran a big h in eight inch one um, and if you guys are listening, Mars Hydro has some great ones and the discount code I can THC will get you a little discount on some of those. I always like to help people out, uh, where I can. So, um, that, those are probably what I would say, man. Those, those things for me are probably what I did to get my setup started. I did not fuss too much about like, you know, a bunch of other fancy stuff. I did not even have a carbon filter and inline fan at first. All I had was mm -hmm. a oscillating fan that I, a desk fan I hung upside down in a closet and a blurple light. And that was it. And you you can start. You can start. Yeah, man. All you need is vision, as you said, and the those main essentials. Uh, before we sort of close, you touched on something important, which is the lighting, right? And you listed some of the, the types of lights, such as the full spectrum, HID, etc. So in terms of the different types of light, yeah. um, what does name the main, the main ones that people usually go for? And why 
people will go for, go for them. Okay, well, first off, the, the a lot of people who see on the market, uh, the blurper ones. Those are the ones that have the red spectrum and the blue spectrum. Those look very pretty when you're searching Amazon, so they affect, your eyes get drawn to it. But don't get drawn to it, man. Stay away from it. It's older tech. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with it. It's just older tech. And your eyes, they, they, they don't really adjust well to it. It can cause problems to your eyes. So some of those ones, they work, but you know, just older tech. Uh, some of the HID, uh, uh, those are high intensity discharge lights. Uh, and some of the, uh, what's the other one called? I can't even remember. CMH, that's ceramic metal halide. Uh, those lights are also very good. A lot of people use those for flowering because they got a really rich spectrum for flowering. Uh, I've actually brought one down when I was in Trinidad and I used it. But the issue was that they put out a lot of heat. So in the Caribbean, my grow room was already sitting at like 26 degrees with the AC on, you know. But when I put that light in there, it, it sourced up to like 40 degrees celsius you know so it's pretty pretty hot man and i could not do anything i could not keep the the uh, closet doors closed uh i could not even like really operate in the room i could not sit down on my computer in the room because it was just so freaking hot so those lights are again a little bit older tech but when we're out in colorado and in, in places that have winter and stuff a lot of people use those lights for winter they actually call them the winter lights so again it depends on where you're at what light suits your grow but if you're out in the caribbean like i was I would say go LED. If you're even out in a lot of the other places around the world, LEDs work fine. Uh, some LEDs do still pull out, put out a little bit of heat. So if you're worried about it getting too cold, maybe don't worry about it that much. It probably wouldn't get too, too cold. Um, but those those higher discharge lights put out a lot of heat. And they're most likely uh, what you would have seen in a lot of pictures with commercial setups. A lot of commercial setups had a lot of those sort of CMH lights and they put out a, a slightly different spectrum. If you take a photo in it, it almost looks like very yellow. So that's just a way that you can tell what a grower is using by the photo they take. <laughs> a wealth of knowledge, people. A wealth of knowledge. And this is the type of episodes you need to have your notebooks in. But thankfully, you'll be any modern day, so you can always replay these episodes later on and get the information, get the knowledge. Go and start your own grow. Start a tent or if you don't have a tent, as as Matt said, some PVC pipe and some roof insulation and you're, you're good to go. It's a, it's a start. And as you said, though, don't worry about how it's looking, the aesthetic and these different things. Worry about the care that you're giving into the plant, the nutrients that you're feeding it. And you're not give it love. Um, if each of us living beings, we need love. So a plant is no different, man. Thanks for, for going into that that little segment focusing on, on lights for us. You know, sometimes I wish we could sit down here and we could talk all day and this thing because I love learning and I'm sure everybody loves learning and we could do this all day. These are things that we could always talk about and there's so much to actually talk about. But as we as we look to wrap up, we always love to, to get some, I would say, don't say personal question, but just get a little insight as to who we are behind our, our crafts. So when you are not being the, the master grower at ICANN THC, what are some of the things that you do in your free time to to pass as a hobby honestly bro wow well i spent i feel like i spent all my free time on i can <laughs> like i feel like i spent all my free time on i can like it's honestly like one of those moments when when you're working for someone and you know you're in a job and you're working for like a company or something and you know you clock out at 5 p.m and you know you go home and you kick your feet up and you don't got to worry about them till tomorrow or if it's the weekend i'll see you on monday but for me now it's my own 
like my own business, dude. It's my own, my own channel. It's my own baby. It's my own, my blood, sweat, and tears, dude. So I spend a lot of time on it. I'm constantly, you know, figuring out how to improve, constantly thinking out what sort of content I can create next, what sort of video I can come out with next. Uh, if if a day or two passes and I have not dropped anything, I start to get a little bit tizzic. I'm like, God, I got to drop something, bro. You know, so it's it's really, really, you know, a, a full-time job. But other than that, I love football, man. I love football. You know, people call it soccer or whatever, but I love football. Uh, I'm a huge fan. I play a lot of it. And you know, uh, I haven't played in a couple of months. I actually went out just yesterday and raised some ball in the park, you know, just raised some ball, do a little around the world and thing. But everything was <laughs> everything was good, man. I enjoyed that shit. I haven't done it in a while. And yeah, I think one thing that I, I really wanted to just touch touch on quickly as well, man, is that uh, I went out to a couple conferences and stuff, and I know you wanted to talk about that. So I had a, I had a really interesting time at some of these conferences simply because uh, we mentioned how great the community is, man, and and how far things have come. So if I could just bring things back full circle in our, our chat today, um, the, the, the thing I would say is that uh, when you have jumped into the industry a little bit, and I'm not even really in, in the industry like that, but when you get into it a little bit more and you start to understand, you really know how far we've come as as like a community, as an industry, you know, uh, long gone are the days when, you know, people have to set up plywood, grow, grow operations and shit. A lot of places it's legal. So nowadays, a lot of companies are being set up where they have ingenious tools, ingenious pieces of equipment for uh, commercial grow setups. So I went out there and I was able to see some of these big terpene extraction machines. I was able to see some of these big trimming machines with bladeless trimmers. Uh, it, it's really, really a sight to see, man. And, and even just stepping it up a notch and seeing how some people package their flour and stuff. So, you know, got a lot of different types of packaging. It's all about making it airtight and available to the consumer. So it's really just great to see how far it's come, you know, from just being being the the thing that no one wanted to talk about and everyone is like if you do that you're completely fucked and your life is on in a mess and all that stuff but now it other people are actually making you know businesses out of it making a career out of it and in a lot of different fields man so that's really pleasing to see right. dude really pleasing to see so well, what are some of the some of the new things that they are looking to to bring out in the industry, some of these main talking points across in America, because usually what's happening in America, as we just say, once America sneezes, we in the Caribbean, let's catch our cold, so... Well, like what's happening there? Well, there's definitely some good stuff, man. So like even when it comes to drying and curing some of the Grove bags, I got a video going to release on that uh, a couple of days. Those are really great. So you can get rid of grandma's old jars. You know, storing jars for curing can be painful, man. I got a bunch of big jars. Storing those when you don't got flour in them is is a, is painful. So some of those Grove bags, that's pretty cool. There's some stuff uh on the commercial level so some big extractor fans uh that blow 360 degrees of air all around uh there was a new grow dots product which came out from um recharge scotty real growers recharge there's a lot of different things man and when i'm talking about uh a lot of different things in the commercial side of things there's like a lot of different things they're figuring out how to integrate vertical farming you know so you can use a lot more space with just having all your all your plants on lifts and even when you're drying your flower you have them on lifts uh that that go like 50 feet up into the air so it's it's a lot of different things that are happening and i'm really excited to see how far it goes and a lot of the things are i think are getting computer based as well. So a lot of the people I've spoken to recently, they're taking their stuff online. It's all about, you know, collating the data, collating that data or whatever you want, however you want to call it. And they they pretty much are figuring out how to, you know, store these terpene profiles and and 
figure out how to merge different different combinations to get the the exact cross or the exact flavor profile that they're looking for uh, based on different things. So all these things, man, it's it's really crazy. And sometimes I hear what people say, and I'm just mind blown. So I'm excited to see what happens and how far it goes. I really am. If you are mind blown, imagine what what's happening to us on the side of the the field, man. So, but I heard you mention the vertical growth. Is that similar to hydroponics, or that's a different different method of growth? Uh, similar. Uh, in in the sense that you know you're growing vertically up, but it's it's different in that it's a complete mechanicalized system. So like someone presses a button and the whole arm move it moves like fifty horizontal levers up, you know, and you can now walk underneath it. You can move around it and stuff. Uh, it's the, the whole thing is mechanically operated. It moves and it, they can move it around in the in the grow room in the commercial space. So it helps to you know maximize space in a commercial setup. Because uh, in these commercial setups, they got a lot of a lot of plants. They got a lot of infrastructure. It's all about maximizing space and flipping turnover and all that shit. So that's that's just pretty cool man i mean it's not something that's necessarily that you and i will go out and get this big ass thing that probably can't even fit in our house but it's pretty cool just to see how far people have come and like what's happening you know that's great man and as you're talking about how far we've come and we're sure we are now there's always a bit of disparity in for persons regarding the commercialization of of the plant um compared to how we would have handled the plant traditionally years before and what's what's your thoughts on the the use of commercializing the plant and the different mechanics compared to handling the plant in not not fully traditional but more away from of all of the heavy mechanics? Yeah, I got I got what you're saying, bro. Fully, like uh, I actually did uh, recorded a video today. It's not posted yet, but it's on one of the new AC Infinity 19 inch bowl trimmers. Right, it's a big bowl trimmer put your flower in it and you spin it around like this, got a blade and some plastic brushes or whatever that sort of spin. And it is great to see that, you know, there are like these innovative things that are coming out for not just the home grower, but also on commercial levels as well. But what I've realized is that because they've got such scale, it takes out a little bit of the love and care that you really put into it, man. So for example, with that bowl trimmer, I found that I got some nice buds. They cut off some of the long sugar leaves and some of the fan leaves and it looks okay. But then I got some other buds that look like they were fucking botched, dude. Like, like someone pulled up and was like, yo, you, you got a big nug. Like, give me, give me half of that. Let me get a piece of that nug, you know, and pull out. I'm like, bro, so... Where's your what? what? Like you know, that's that's that. After growing your flower for months, like that's not what you want to do with it, bro. So honestly, I think there's a a time and place for it. Some of the machines are getting really good, and you know they work out good. And for dispensaries and stuff, and places that uh have flower on such large scale, where it's just not possible to you know be paying everyone to come in and hand trim, or it just takes too long. Like I'm gonna lie, the bowl trimmer, I trim my flower in like ten seconds. Do zoop 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 trimmed but you did sacrifice some quality so i think there still is a place for uh everything i still i think i still think there's a place for uh you know those hand trimmers to come in and properly manicure the flowers so you can get some stuff that looks like top shelf award-winning flower you know that i just feel good when my flower looks like that dude you know i grew it it looks good uh sometimes i don't even cut off the sugar leaves i leave it right there and know when i'm gonna roll it up i'll take that off and you know i just look at the bud and it looks freaking amazing and i'm happy you know, but now I got some of that sort of botched, botched lemon pie thing, and it's 
I got to go and smoke it. You know, bro, I'm talking about like, I literally picked up the bud and I'm seeing the main stem through the middle, dude. It's like, it's like, yeah, like a bud that's got fucking, uh, I don't know, patches of hair, like you know, going, but we went somewhere. Two yeah. feet. Yeah. <laughs> Not looking good. <laughs> um, the, I, I agree. Like a couple of years back, I, I was against the commercialization of it. But as I begin to learn more, you know, meet different people and hear what's actually happening and seeing it with, with my own eyes, there's a balance, as you said, and you need to understand how it works because trying to, to hand trim like pounds and pounds of, of herbits. It's crazy, it's crazy. So it will take a lot more time. Um, it's going to spend more money because of the, the human resources. So it's all about finding the balance so that you could love and care for the plan, but you also, you see, you make your life a bit easier. And I guess that's what we are, are as humans. We will always look for ways to make our lives easier. And that's totally fine and totally understandable. Yeah. So it's that time and place, as you said, man, time and yeah. place. I fully believe in that and I fully endorse that uh, because I was the same way as you, man. I was like, oh, man, look at this fucking big corp coming in the weed business. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are these niggas trying to do, bro? Like, come on, dude. But then, like, you're like, okay, they're doing it for a reason. And, you know, when I go out to the dispensary now and, you know, and I'm, I'm able to get some of this high grade, but it's popcorn nugs, you know, some of the smaller nugs and at the end of the day, those nugs were probably passed through like a, an easy trimmer or whatever, one of those big trimming machines, you know, and I'm, I'm here consuming it. So all that plays into why I was able to get it for, you know, 50 bucks for the ounce, you know, because they were able to cut their costs at some point down the line. And, you know, I'm able to receive those benefits as well. What really bothers me is when they come in and, you know, they do this, it's all about the profit and everything for profit. And, you know, fuck the grower, fuck the smoker. You know, uh, I'm just a guy with a suit that comes in here. Uh, maybe it's a good idea to take a joint of mids and roll it in some rosin and then roll it in some keef and sell it to these guys, you know, like always it's all a money grab sometimes. So uh, that's, that's what pisses me off, but there's a time and place. And once you can understand, you know, that balance and you know how it works and shit, I think you'll just be a little bit more accepting with yourself and all the shit that happens. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Man's couldn't agree more. I, Matt, I couldn't thank you more for, for coming on and giving us all your experience, your stories as well as the knowledge, man, it's definitely something that we all need to do and continuously build within our community because nobody else will do it for us. We really need to get out there and, and do it so that we can get the support. But before we close, like, what's one thing you will want to leave with, with our listeners apart from the, the million and one pieces of knowledge and nuggets that you dropped to us before? Um, just just keep on growing, man. Don't let anyone bring you down. Like, uh, I've, I've faced a lot of it. I still do face it, you know, just having to hide, you know, just that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, if it's something that makes you happy and, you know, you see a benefit in it, you know, go for your dreams, go for your goals and don't let anyone pull you away from those goals. Because uh, at the end of the day, you never know where you can turn out. You never know where you can turn out and how how things can turn out. So uh, just keep on grinding, man. And um, yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. Follow me on Instagram and YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And what, what, where, where can they find you? I'm sure they will want to reach out for more information. Oh, for sure, man. I'm super open. And, and like, if anyone's got questions, you can hit me an Instagram message or an email or whatever. I'm always down to, you know, help you out. If you got any uh, issues with your grow, I, I try to help as much as I can. But you can check me out on YouTube. You can just type in I Can THC and the I Can THC channel will come up. Uh, we've also got the Talk and Loud podcast. Uh, we post every Monday at 1 p.m pacific uh 3 p.m mountain time uh so you can 
catch us kicking it with a different guest there. You know, I'd love to have you on the show, dude, if you're down. That'd be awesome. Um, and we, we're also on Instagram, dude. So check us out on Instagram. Instagram has been on one lately. They've been deleting accounts. They've purged a lot of people this morning. So Yeah, today, today I saw so many people accounts going. I was, I was thankful that my account Me was too, going to attack. I woke up and I was <laughs> like, okay, last night I had 4,040 followers. This morning I have like 3,000 something. Like, what the fuck? What happened? They cut yeah, I saw I saw it too. <laughs> yeah. I just I just thought it was bots I thought it was bots leaving my page. I was like, okay, but that's it's kinda of plenty for yeah. bots. But then I, I saw saw they really something yeah. that you know accounts will be suspended, accounts Purge on Halloween, so bro. Crazy, Purge man. on Halloween. That's just going on, dude. So uh, I'm grateful I still got my shit. So follow me on there, man. And I got a backup account. Follow that as well. And I'm always down to help you guys. So you know, thanks a lot for having me, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, man. Thanks for coming and meditating oh, yeah. and educating with us here on the Caribbean Cannabis Channel. You could always keep in touch with us on Instagram at the Caribbean Cannabis Podcast 420, as well as Facebook, the Caribbean Cannabis Channel. And while you are listening to us on our podcast, the Caribbean Cannabis Channel Podcast. So once again, my people, thank you for joining us and look forward to more episodes as we look to grow together. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Caribbean Cannabis Channel. Be sure to like and subscribe. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook so you don't miss out on any of the exciting news happening across the region. Until next time, remember to meditate and educate.